Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here of the Raptors Digest reacting to the Toronto Raptors 123-117 win against the Brooklyn Nets. Riker, this was a massive win for this team, obviously coming off to back-to-back ba -back -to -back wins against the Orlando Magic. The Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant, I guess for a little bit in this game, we'll get to him later. James Harden, Kyrie Irving, they could not contain the Toronto Raptors tonight behind Siakam and Kyle Lowry's heroic performances. Do I need words, Ben? <laughs> the casuals, they're going to come back out. People can get back on the Toronto Raptors bandwagon. Yes, they took advantage of the, the worst defensive-rated team in NBA history statistically, but they outscored the best offensive-rated team in NBA history, Ben, because Pascal Siakam decided to score in the paint. Kyle Lowry proved he's a finisher, baby. This one... What a ride. And I'm not putting an asterisk on this one. I want to say it from the beginning because Kevin Durant, there was some conspiracy of calls going out there today. He should have picked up five in the third quarter as fifth foul. He would have got fouled out anyways. Obviously, with the health concerns, he got removed from this game in the third quarter. But again, I don't think that that was really going to be a serious impact because he would have had to sit for all the third and most of the fourth anyways with five fouls. Yeah. And the Toronto... Which he should have picked up. He only had four, but... Yeah, but the Toronto Raptors came out just rearing to go. Obviously, the Nets made their run to come back, but as you, as we both mentioned, Siakam and Lowry were just phenomenal tonight. Siakam came out with 33 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 steals. It'd be nice to have him on your fantasy team tonight because he filled up the box score, but he didn't really do much from the outside, went 0 for 2 from 3, but in similar vein as we've talked about the past few games, he's driving to the net, and even though in the second Orlando Magic game it didn't lead to a huge box score like the other ones, he is scoring in there pretty efficiently and getting buckets when it needs to happen. And obviously, the Brooklyn Nets, as you brought up, not the greatest defensive team, poor interior defensive squad, but the fact that he's looking for those shots, not selling for the threes when they're not going in, it's such a positive for this, this team. And now we're seeing it translate to wins against solid so a, a really strong team in the Brooklyn Nets. I think they're, they were second in the East coming into tonight. So really big win for the Raptors. And it's nice to see Siakam have a strong performance in there. But Riker, the player I want to give a lot of the credit to. Because down the stretch of this one, Joe Harris, a couple guys on the Nets were hitting shots that the Raptors weren't really answering for a two-minute stretch. And then Kyle Lowry just put the team on his back, started making plays, hitting contested threes, hitting shots that are the ones where you kind of look at, like, why are you shooting that? Oh, great shot, Lowry. Great, great. That's how you sort of look at the screen. And this is the GOAT Raptor. This is the the the, the greatest Raptor of all time doing the greatest of all time, the GOAT Raptor things, Riker, because phenomenal performance for him tonight. 30 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds, and just just big, big plays. I don't want to take the spotlight off of Pascal Siakam mm -hmm. yet because, again, we went into this season saying this is the $120 million guy. This is the number one option. He needs to step up against the best teams, right? When there's a, a big one-on-one, -on -one and now this is basically you have three superstars, but in a Boston series, say, where it's Siakam versus Brown or Siakam versus Tatum, he can't shy back into 12 points, 15 points. And for once, Ben... He went to the post. Luau Cabarro's guarding him. Shamit's guarding him. Kyrie Irving's guarding him. Why stay at? Why waste any time in the perimeter? He he just put his head down, went back to the basket. Strong dribble moves. Didn't rush it. 
finish his baby hooks. That's all we've been asking for him all season. Neither of us are NBA centers. So, you know, maybe sometimes we're not giving him enough credit on how hard it is to finish baby hooks in the lane. But tonight he put on a masterclass and this is what he can do. So mm -hmm. I want to give Pascal Siakam a lot of credit because yeah, Kyle Lowry opened this one and Kyle Lowry closed this one. But that middle was Pascal Siakam's game tonight. And but we got to give the man of the hour who really is Kyle Lowry. Fred Van Vliet <laughs> came off 54 points in last game. Kyle Lowry said, you know, I still have some gas left in the tank and just splash, splash, boom. Give me those fouls. Give me those calls. He's getting hits in the face, bleeding. He's getting cut open. I love this game tonight. Again, this is when his intensity really translates into inspiring the team, into winning games, because this one was close down the stretch. And it's his play that really keeps the team focused then. When it's a blowout game against a bad team, his antics sort of get out of control. But this is where Kyle Lowry shines. Yeah. And as you mentioned, the middle of this game was Pascal Siakam's playground. And I sort of connect this to sort of a play, play style like Giannis. Because without the jump shot, you can't really close in today's NBA. Teams just know how to load up the lane and sort of take out those guys that are just dry first, finish in the post and all that. That's today's NBA. So you need a player that can really knock down tough shots, be a shot creator. And Lowry obviously does that. And just the way the way he came out in this one, you mentioned, we've been saying it all season, Lowry just hits big moment shots. And when you're winning, when you have another player that can sort of hold the load throughout the course of the game, obviously Lowry's not going to be able to do that at his age and sort of his size, even when he was at his peak of his powers, he wasn't able to sort of manage it the whole way. It was DeMar DeRozan doing that when we were making the Eastern Conference Finals in those Lebronto years. But the fact that Siakam has looked like a guy that's capable of holding that sort of second tier role and then maybe on any given night it's either Fred or Lowry that can be that closer be that guy that can shoot over teams I think this is a recipe for success because you brought it up Siakam in the playoffs it wasn't the the big lumbering defenders in the paint that were locking him up and stuff it was the the Jalen Browns it was the Marcus Smarts and you look at the Nets roster even though they're a less strong defensive team and sort of all around defense and stuff, but they have strong little guy post defenders and James Harden, Luau Cabro can sort of come over the top and stuff. So Kevin Durant, when he's out there on the court, and these are the types of players that were locking down Siakam in the playoffs. And the fact that he just was out for blood tonight for most of this game, I think that's a huge positive for our team going forward. You said it, Ben. Again, I just want to allow time for pause because this was the best game of the Raptors this season. Save for Fred Van Vliet, who struggled a little bit from the perimeter. We had big showings from Siakam as the number one guy on a team that we expect should still be in playoff contention. So we had him as the clear number one. Kyle Lowry doing Kyle Lowry things. Norman Powell putting in great minutes. We see what he can do as a starter. And Chris Boucher as a legitimate six man coming in and giving amazing minutes off the bench. Now, again, this is a really preferable matchup because it favors scoring and volume scoring and transition offense. Not so much in having to lock down, play team D, worry about the offense exploiting certain matchups as much as it would in a game against maybe a more imposing larger team. But Ben, as an all-around unit, the Raptors, they looked locked in. Everybody was playing their part. Everybody was making the shots they should make. This is this If this win doesn't inspire confidence in the fan base that the Raptors could be fifth seeds, sixth seed, fifth seed, fourth seed, as you said, maybe second seed, then I don't know what does. I think that this could be a turning point for the Raptors, Ben. 
You know what? Everyone in the the everyone watching so far, we've been plugging the likes recently. Leave a like down below if you think the Raptors will make the playoffs this year, because we're hoping everyone thinks that, and we would appreciate everyone liking as we brought up in the last podcast that we've realized how much they actually help us out. So leave a like there, and we're also on the road to 20k subscribers. Now that we're back, now that we feel like the Toronto Raptors have gotten a solid win, we feel like we're back in the mix. The the diehards will sort of branch out beyond our sort of base. So definitely leave a subscribe tell your friends about the channel because we really helps us out but yeah you mentioned it Riker Kyle Lowry we talked about him Siakam Norman Powell and Boucher were sort of the unsung heroes tonight Boucher was 17 points nine rebounds did a really good job of catching those passes in the lane and just finishing over those smaller defenders in Brooklyn so really just he had a strong presence tonight we've seen him sort of taper off since his really hot stretch of games so nice to see him come out finish in the lane only hit one three but you want to see him get going in the paint and then sort of step step out because he's not consistent enough from behind the arc there yet. But And Norman Powell, he's just been a monster for us lately. And a part of it's due to OG Ananobi being out of the starting unit because, well, Norm being in the starting unit because OG Ananobi's hurt. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing. Interesting decisions will have to be made. You've been of the take that Kyle Lowry should come off the bench. I'm saying just start them all. Start Fred, Lowry, Norm. OG and Siakam, start your five best players, get Baines out of there, but it's a it's a debate to be had. I don't know if uh, you want to have Lowry on the bench in this one, but interesting stuff to sort of look at, and yeah, even off the bench, and one guy that didn't have the craziest box score tonight, DeAndre Bembry with five points, four assists, but you watch him play, he's like Patrick McCaw on steroids. He's a He's a guy that does all the little things, makes all the right plays. You, The eye test shows this guy knows how to play basketball, and he makes those winning moves, winning plays for you on the court. Ben, eye test, this guy looked amazing tonight. Mm-hmm. He went out there. He had a steal that led to a transition dunk. He played good defense. He played smart defense. This is a game I expected when we had the lineup out there with Watanabe, Bembry, Boucher, Kyle, and one other player. There was a lot of bench guys out at one time. I thought this one could collapse inward on itself because typically when you have superstar players that are out there, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and a bunch of bench guys, they can be playing as well as they want all season. But when they see those names, those players, they they get less confident in themselves. But that didn't happen tonight. Chris Boucher was still ready to shoot. And Bembry came out there like he wasn't shook at all that this is the NBA's potentially greatest scorer ever in James Harden that he was covering, that it was Kevin Durant who was maybe the best offensive and, I don't know, maybe the best all-around player in terms of skill. Um, and then Kyrie Irving, who's just been balling tonight. Everybody in their starting lineup obviously scored f- over 50% from the field, but I, I don't want to let that take away from the defensive effort that was played this evening by, you know, Bembry and the whole Toronto Raptors squad. I, this is the question for you, Ben. Does Bembry deserve more minutes than now? This is a little bit different because maybe that maybe you could play them both or make an argument for both Stanley Johnson and Bembry. But would you say Bembry should be the next best guy off the bench behind Chris Boucher? It's interesting and it's a tough take because it's dependent on teams. And Stanley Johnson has looked really good, but the thing about Bembry is a little bit more long, a little bit more wiry, and for even though I might have a little bit more faith in Stanley Johnson's jumper, not by a drastic amount, but a little more faith in it, I feel like Bembry's just feel for the games a lot more there, and he looks more comfortable with the ball in his hands. St- Stanley Johnson still 
looks like a rookie OG, so to speak, where he's sort of hesitant with his moves. He's looking more and more confident out there, certainly more confident than last season, but nothing really looks fluid with Stanley Johnson. I feel like Bembry, even though they both have similar skill sets, I feel like he's a lot more comfortable in what he knows how to do. So it's tough. It's a tough decision. I think Stanley Johnson's a little bit better defender for people that are just going to drill into him because he's a bit thicker. He can be more of a wall than Bembry, and Bembry's more of a on-ball, wiry defender, so it might be matchup dependent and who's kind of cooking, but I think they both deserve minutes. I think Utah's in that conversation as well. I think they all do similar things. They have, they each have little skill sets that they're a little bit better than one another at, so I don't know if I'd put them necessarily in a different pecking order, but when you compare them to the Matt Thomases and the Terrence Davises of the world who've gotten zero minutes tonight, I think I'd rather, I'm more comfortable with those types of glue guy players that do all the right things, maybe less skilled, less talented than a Matt Thomas and Terrence Davis. I'm more comfortable with those players there because they buy into your system. You know they're not going to make anything, any stupid plays trying to do too much. And defensively, they're elite. So it's, I, I'd put them all there, but I'd sort of put them all in their own one hive and see who's has the most energy on one night. I don't know if I'd necessarily put them one over the other. Yeah. Well, Utah's in a bit of a different category because of his size and his yep. length, but I'd say Bembry plays, plays the passing lane a bit better than Stanley Johnson does, maybe a little bit more mobile, but in terms of strength and physicality, I would also give maybe the leg up to Stanley Johnson. Plus, Stanley Johnson's worked his butt off to deserve yep. his minutes. I don't think you should just take away time from him, but I, I like the coaching decisions out there tonight. Um, I, I was shocked when there were so many bench players out at once, but it all worked out. Um Ben, let's swing it to the segments because I want to rip on the referees a little bit and I want to put it into the gold star, of course. So let's well, start with let, the, the... Let's do it. Let's start, start with the positivity tonight. The spicy play of the day. And even with Pascal's ridiculous performance and a lot of plays that could potentially be there, it's got to go to Kyle Lowry down the stretch. There was one shot in particular where I forget who was close up on him and he just did his classic double cross, step back going to his left, from deep on the, I think it was on the right side of the floor, splashed a three. Everyone that I was watching with were, what are you doing? Like, screaming. And they just cash money for Lowry. He hit a few of those shots tonight. They they all sort of gave you that comfortability that we're going to win this game. So that's a spicy play for me. Do you have any others in mind, Riker? Absolutely. Pull out the Zion Williamson high school mixtape, getting blocks left, right, and center with two hands. Chris Boucher wanted to get in on that action to Mm -hmm. add to the mixtape of his own, the Toronto Raptors mixtape. He went out to him, blocked it on Emmett, and absolutely destroyed him, sent his soul into the Netherland or the Nether, the into orbit, into the galaxy, into the cosmos. What a block, man. We know that he blocked him straight to the Netherlands. I not in the Netherlands, the country. I we're gonna go with the cosmos. <laughs> He's either blocking it to the Netherlands or the cosmos. You know, fine. Straight He's, to Oslo. <laughs> he had his eye locked in on Oslo. Wait, Measured Oslo the is Norway. This my geography is clearly on oh, yeah, full that's... display. But let me hit a segue geography based. And we're going to say that this one is up as north as it gets. Uh, Nunavut, Yukon, we're looking at the territories because my, oh, geez, it comes from the first quarter, Ben. Off of a miss, Kyle Lowry soars out of nowhere. Looks like he could have even come in for a putback dunk and puts it in into the sort of tip back rebound. 
that one just because you never see Kyle Lowry play above the rim, let alone on an offensive rebound. I w- I was out of my seat, and that was only in the first quarter. I was like, so excited for this game. Ben, do you have anything a little bit later in the game that happened? Riker, you say that uh, Lowry never plays above the rim. Have you ever seen this man in an All-Star game? He goes for a dunk every now and then in the All-Star game. The, no Raptors made the, the top tier of the, the All-Star votes yet. The Toronto Raptors are going to be back in the playoff picture. We're going to be good again. We got to get Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Siakam some votes on Twitter. We've been slacking. I'm starting to make some tweets out there now. But Raptors Nation, we got to get some votes out there for Kyle Lowry and the guys. So definitely... Uh, It'd be nice to see Lowry get a few putback jams or something, the all-star game. But I did have another OGs, and it's going to our guy, Aaron Baines, Riker. It's, uh, he's, he's been struggling out there, particularly in the second half. He did have nine points tonight, four rebounds, but got a little bit more extended run in this game than I thought Nurse should have gave him a little bit longer leash. I know he's been okay in some of the more recent games, but there's one point where he got the ball in the middle of the lane. No one around him. The Nets are playing their smaller ball when DeAndre Jordan's not out there. And went in with the right hand. George Gervinus completely open. Scoop layup. Just rimmed out. I don't know how you do that at seven foot, but definitely made me say, oh, geez. But it is what all it is. Three, all three of his misses tonight were bunnies. Yep, exactly. And that one was just brutal. So... I don't know. It's tough to see. We're not going to bash on Aaron Baines tonight. So let's get to the real bashing award, Riker. The one, the only, the infamous, the one Damari Carroll Gold Star Award. Oh, you're breaking it out. They aren't, they aren't ready. They aren't People ready. People are worried that I'm about to talk about the Raptors, although they already know what I prefaced this with. We're, we have the Walmart version of good NBA hardworking referees, and I'm not going to call out anybody in particular, but there's someone... One of those three refs clearly are on the Nets payroll. I said the C word. I shouldn't have conspiracy. We don't want to get flagged by YouTube. But Ben, something was up tonight. Again, the the plus differential in terms of points scored in the paint, and yet how few free throws the Raptors attempted compared to the Nets. I get it. There's three superstars on the Nets team. But this the Raptors were banging bodies all game long. They were taking layups. Chris Boucher never got, he, he got hacked every single time that he went into the paint. There was not a single possession where I thought there was a, a clean attempt at a layup or a shot from in the key, Ben. This game was absolutely ridiculous. And then the layer on top of that, even worse, there was a foul overturned on Kevin Durant that was maybe the one of the most blatant fouls I've ever seen. There was technicals thrown out left, right, and center. There were fouls being called from the other side of the court. I didn't know what to think this game. I thought, surely the powers that be are going to prevent the Raptors from getting the W. But against all odds, they prevailed then. But I, I'm looking pretty heavily at the at the refs after this one. They're getting the big Walmart hat because this is the discount version referees that they must have on payroll. The Walmart Demario Carroll Gold Star Award. The Demario Carroll Gold Star Award sponsored by Walmart. But I definitely agree with that because that was... It was bad, especially in the first half. It wasn't too bad in the fourth quarter, I found, but overall, the refing was just really poor tonight. But the Raptors, as you said, overcame it. And I'm giving a gold star award, again, to neither of the teams, not the referees, but the NBA, Riker. And Kevin Durant, he was questionable coming into this one for whether he'll play or not due to COVID protocols. And then they say, okay, he's cleared to play. After a while, he ended up coming off the bench. So he came into the game. He's playing for, I think it was pretty well most of this one. I think he got about 18 minutes in the game. So 
lots of time out there on the court to intermingle with Raptors players and sweat on them and breathe on them. And then he gets pulled. He gets pulled from the game for, for more COVID protocols. Apparently he had a an unconfirmed, uh, unsure feedback COVID test for one of his close contacts. So apparently you're allowed to play with that if it comes back undecided or unsure. And then when he got pulled, this one of his close contacts were, was positive for COVID, so they, they took him out of the game. Why is he allowed to play in the first place if he's if it's questionable that one of his close contacts, obviously in a case where it could be transmitted to him, has COVID? It's it's ridiculous if the Raptors come back now where there's a potential scenario where these Nets players, these Raptors teams have to isolate if it happens. He obviously tweeted free free me or something on Twitter after, but I don't know. The league they they have the all-star game going right now, which is a very questionable decision. Now they have this scenario going on where they're letting KD play and there's close contacts to coronavirus. I don't know, Riker. It's a it's a tough look. Hopefully nothing comes of it because that would be really bad look on the NBA and just suck for this team in general. They have historically not liked to nationally televise Raptors games. They don't like to give them Christmas games. They don't like to give them the big games unless it's a huge team. So bear that in mind. You know, they finally gave him a nationally televised game against the Nets. And now one of the biggest draws in the NBA and Kevin Durant is potential that he might not play. I can understand why the NBA would push to have him in this game to bring in viewership, boost the ratings. But I agree to me, the long term consequences now that he could have exposed both teams, both coaching staffs, etc. to COVID. You might have multiple players for a couple of weeks now have to sit out, if not the whole team uh in terms of quarantining and and getting past that sort of safe period of time i to me it's a boneheaded move i absolutely 100 percent agree with you but i do want to reiterate i'm not putting an asterisk on this win because he had yep. four fouls should have been five fouls at the beginning of the third he would have had to sit the entire remaining third quarter would have been put back at some point in the fourth and they were challenging him they were going at him all game so i wouldn't have been surprised if he got fouled out early in the fourth as well so you know hopefully he's fine hopefully it didn't expose or transmit to anybody else but in terms of the nba i think that they have to do better with this type of situation as well ben yeah no it's definitely a bad look even some people are saying he's had the virus before so he has the antibodies they only last two three months so that's a that's an invalid argument there you still have to be careful you still have to take the precautions just i don't really like the nba sort of slacking on these things because it's such a fragile situation so for the health of the players, for the sake of wanting this season to continue. Adam Silver, I know it's not his choice probably directly to decide if Kevin Durant plays or not, but kind of locked down on these things a little bit more. But it is what it is. The the Raptors, no asterisks on this one. No KD playing or not playing has no asterisks on the Raptors whatsoever, whether it be a championship or a game in the middle of, whatever, what is it now, February? So it is what it is. You guys are the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the... Check out the Twitter and vote for Kyle Lowry, please, over there. Check out the Instagram. Check out the website. Lots of cool articles going up over there. So you guys are the best. Riker, you have any last words? The Raptors are on the up and up, Ben. The casuals are coming out. It's happy again in Raptors land. Let's keep the momentum rolling. Cheers.